Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning. It is 7.16, 60 minutes after 7 o'clock. Might be Frost on the Velvet Hammer, but he's in the studio, Michael. Hey, good morning, Gene Valentino. Yes, good morning. It's uh, a Seminole Indian far chief up here in Catherine, Alabama, would say it's colder than a well digger's ass. Oh, yeah, it is. And and look, I'm telling you. It is miserable out there, but it's guess what? It's going to get worse tonight. Oh my! Well, you know we're we all here. Uh, we're up we, here uh, hunting, and uh, let me tell you, that's a, it's a it's a few degrees colder than Pensacola. Yeah, it is. Uh, look, it's going to get really, really cold out there for you. I know. Now everybody thinks of Gene Valentino as this sophisticated city boy, but let me tell you what he's doing right now. He's in Camden, Alabama, hunting. How about that? <laughs> You got a little country boy in you, don't you? You know, what part with that? Well, you know, you you uh, you are a sophisticated uh, city boy, but you do love to do those country boy things, which that's what I love about you. Well, be be careful now. Don't be judging that book by its cover. <laughs> anyway, a lot going on this week. We appreciate you taking your time out. You could be actually sitting out there freezing your butt off on a hunting stand right now when instead you're inside talking to me on the phone. So maybe no, that's good. I'd prefer to be with you. Thank you. <laughs> so we've had uh, a week this week, you know, the first press conference. Well, actually, the second press conference since Joe Biden has been president of the United States. And, boy, it didn't go well for him, the, the, the White House uh, press secretary having to clean up for two days after uh, some of his comments. And and so anyway, to make a long story short, you know, this guy's talking about, well, maybe it's okay if Russia does a little incursion into uh, the Ukraine. No biggie, uh, you know, but if they they go any further than that, you know, we'll do something. It kind of reminds you of Obama and his uh, line in the sand, you know, nothing. He never, every time he drew the line, he'd back up and draw it a little further back. Do you see the same thing going on with Joe Biden? Sure. Obama also said you can keep your own doctor, too. Remember that under Obamacare? But the question, yes, I see the same thing. Um, uh, You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, as they say. Uh, uh, Biden was discouraged from running by Obama, yet Biden went forward with it anyway. And he's been, as Sean Hannity would say, a cognitive mess. Uh, his knee-jerk reactions, uh, his comments, his reckless criticism just probably makes him, Michael, the worst president in a lifetime in American history. I've never seen such a such a mess. Remember the PA announcement announcer in the grocery store, clean up in aisle seven. Yeah. Well, clean up in aisle eight, clean up in aisle nine. These cleanup folks can't clean up fast enough. Yeah. It's sad, and, you know, we we look at it, and we're all scratching our heads because this guy, according to official reports, you know, the the official reports from the states, this guy got more votes than anyone in history 
as president of the United States, you know, getting elected to office. So, you know, this guy, I mean, he's supposedly in there on a mandate from the people, but yet he's got about a 33% approval rating. So really only about a third of the country actually thinks he's doing a good job. 70. Okay. Go ahead. I'm glad you brought that percentage. A good friend of mine sent me some stats just this morning. Okay, so a third of the nation thinks he's a good, doing a good job. Now hold that number aside and compare it against the Rasmussen poll that on the Democrats. Fifty-five percent of the Democrats support fines for the unvaccinated. Fifty-nine percent support permanent house confinement. Forty-eight percent support prison for those who question vaccine efficacy on on social media. 45% support putting unvaccinated in quarantine camps. These are all of the constituents and followers of the guy who's got 30% of this nation's support right now. Uh, That's kind of scary because the truth is, is that most people and if you, it doesn't matter where you go, actually, you can go just about anywhere in the country. You know, we can talk about California, even out in California, where we see some of the, uh, well, let's just say the land of fruits and nuts. Even out in California, he's not doing that well. And you look up and you see the governor has to go down to Los Angeles to tell Los Angeles folks they got to clean up their act because they're letting trains get robbed. You know, we thought all that was over. We thought all that was back in the 1900s, excuse me, the 1800s with the train robberies and all that. But guess what? It's not over. You can see the pictures, the images. It looks horrible. And this is a result of California politics about not putting people in jail, about letting people out of jail that don't need to be out of jail. And then, of course, you've got the criminally insane, which are people that are out here murdering Folks, you saw the murder out there of the young lady in a working part time in a furniture store. Uh, you know, it's just absolutely people are looking up and going, what the hell is going on? And even a lot of these Democrats are looking up going, what's going on? So even if you've got 55 percent of Democrats that say they believe that uh, you should have a fine if you, you know, if you don't get a vaccine or whatever, you still got 45 percent of them saying, wait a minute. So really. You've got, um, you know, at least a third to a half, excuse me, of Democrats who are going, wait a minute. And then you got Joe Manchin and then you got Christian Sinema who are actually taking a stand. So, you know, people, it's pretty clear that this kind of politics and these kind of people are not what the majority of Americans want to do. I guess that's the purpose of going through this exercise of math on the morning show, which I hate to do. Yeah, it's there's so many good things America has to offer. We can whine and cry and complain. But, you know, if we look to the positive, remember in our earlier conversations, we said that America, and specifically our democracy, survived longer than any other governing institution in the world. Remember that, folks. This is the longest-standing, consistently-running, successful governance in the world history. And it's because we do something different the rest of the world does not. What we do is we stress 
Uh, our democracy works because it's under stress. And periodically, usually every decade or two, we are challenged with things we thought we put to bed. Boy, I wish America, we learned from our history books better. But putting that issue in education aside for a minute, we end up recycling ourselves every two decades or so because our children and our grandchildren did not hear or read or listen as clearly as they could have about the mistakes of the past. Had we done so, we wouldn't um, be repeating it in such a way. Even the media, as crazy as they've been lately, are now uh, uh, turns uh, harsh and negative overnight against Biden because of his recklessness. These were people who were uh, 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 blindedly following the Democratic regime because Donald Trump was allegedly such a bad person. Well, that's about to change, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people, uh, you know, look, a lot of people will sit back and say, okay, well, they, you know, they want to try this, they want to do this, and especially people on the left or, or, or some moderates toward the middle, they'll say, well, you know, the left, they're just pushing this stuff. Let's try some of their ideas because, you know, maybe they'll work. Well, they never do. And so then we start to swing back in the other direction. And that's, I think, where we are headed right now. We needed a Joe Biden. I hate to say it, but we needed a Joe Biden to slap us in the face and remind us what we could be drifting toward. We have uh, governance. We have a way of life. And if you don't appreciate it, look at the mass. Tsunami at the southern border of people coming in from around the world. Good intentions are bad. They're coming in. And what I found, back to your point about um, Biden's uh, press conference, what I found most interesting, Michael, is that he never acknowledged anything on the border, the southern border. It's as if it didn't. If it, 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 it's as if it didn't exist and it wasn't a problem. They worry more about the Ukrainian border with Russia than they do about our border uh, with Mexico, where we have uh, terrorists, drug dealers, uh, human traffickers, all of these things that are going on that are so nasty and ugly at our border that affect all of us, by the way. And yet mark they... Mark my word. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Michael, mark my word. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's relationship with Ukraine, which preceded Biden's election as president, directly impacts the way Biden's missteps have occurred on handling the Ukraine issue. You're probably right. And and there are some people in the mainstream media now that are starting to discuss Hunter Biden and his forays into the Ukraine. So, you know, unfortunately, it's taken some time for it, for it to set in with some Democrats, and especially the media, which are really the the voice of the Democratic Party. But, but they're starting to look at it and go, wait a minute, this could be a problem. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of the party, and which more generally refers to the Speaker of the House, you ever watch the Babylon Bee? Babylon Bee.com is sort oh, of yeah. a tongue-in-cheek satire. Can I, read you a, can I read you one of their headlines from the other day? Yeah, sure. Washington, D.C. 
Dateline, January 18th. Democrats have issued a dire warning to the American people that the Republicans will steal the election in 2022 by blocking all Democrat efforts to steal the election. (laughs) That's the Babylon Bee. We love the Babylon Bee. You know, I I subscribe to the Babylon Bee, and I get that stuff, and I saw that one, too. they, They are hilarious because, well, it's true. And that's what makes it funny, right? It's true. Oh, God. It goes on. Republicans want to destroy our democracy by stealing the election, just like Hitler, says Nancy Pelosi, in a speech supporting the Voting Rights Act. If Republicans are not stopped, they will block all our noble efforts to steal the election for ourselves because Republicans are racists and want to bring back the Jim Crow we cannot allow that. The crowd of enthusiastic school kids in the audience who had been bussed in for the speech cheered with joy in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. This is great. No, that, that it, it, and, and the reason why it's funny is because it's absolutely true. The Democrats, you see, they don't like the fact that we have, uh, in this country, let me just tell you, try to go to the House of Representatives and listen to what's going on up there. Even if you're invited by one of your uh, congressional folks, if your congressman invites you, whoever, doesn't matter, go to the front door and guess what they're going to do? They're going to want to check your ID to see who you are so that they can put your name on a list of people that's inside the Capitol. That's what they do. But you are not supposed to have to have an ID to go do one of the most sacred things that we do in this country, and that's vote for our elected officials. It is a hypocrisy that will not and cannot stand. It will not. Yeah. uh, To your point, uh, back to that Babylon Bee story, Democrat strategists agree that their best hope in the midterm elections uh, regarding voting is to cheat as much as possible. They warn that if their cheating is stopped by Republicans, Republican candidates may win, which this is the same as literal, uh, literal fascism. When Democrats cheat, it's just democracy as Martin Luther King intended, said Pelosi. When Republicans stop Democrats from cheating, that's an unfair attack on democracy itself. We will not resist, or we will not rest until the will of the felons, the immigrants, and the dead people are heard loud and clear, and that every vote is counted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. We're out of time, but that was excellent, and I love that Babylon B story. Gene Valentino, thanks for joining us as you do every Friday. Two out of three ain't bad. God bless me, Yeah, I hate that. He was a good one. All right, take care. Have a good weekend. You too, buddy. 7.30, good morning, WMXI, WFOR. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried, a cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just...